Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Rocket Rotom Phone. I am amazed you haven't used Grookey yet, but I love it. <laughs> Although, to be fair, anytime you do those, I'm going to be like, I'm amazed you haven't done that one yet. But this is still a new concept, so of course you haven't done these yet, because it's a new concept. <laughs> uh, just for those who don't know, I have no idea what he's going to say, so I, I'm with everybody else. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, and I love every minute of it. Yes, no heads up. <laughs> yes. All right. To listen to the show, find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts, like Blueberry Podcast or Swell Radio. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrations and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And, find and like us- we said la- ah! Oh, you were, you were about to do it, I think. Yes, I was. Beautiful. And... If you have the ability to leave us a review on any of the social or any of the podcasting networks and uh, let us know what you think. Leave a comment. Let us know how we can improve or let us know what you love and we will keep doing it. Beautiful. Thank you. You thought I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. Well, last time you said you were going to add it to the script and you didn't. So I was ready to jump in. <laughs> All right, Doug, we both know I'm super lazy. Okay. <laughs> well, we are back uh, we once are. again. We mentioned that you were getting four weeks in a row of uh, full numbered episodes. And this is week four. So you can fully expect some ash bash after this so that Kyle and I can sleep again. Um, but we're here. Sleep. Yeah, I know. What's that? Um, you, you better get used to it while you still have the chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we're back, uh, and have some stuff to talk about. And, uh, I think everybody at this point, if they've been listening, should know what our main topic is. But before we get to that, we have just a few things. So what is, what is new with you? Well, first off, we just had the gender reveal for my unborn child mm-hmm. and it's a boy. It is. It is. Yes. I am uh, freaking out a little bit because I'll be honest, I wanted a girl. <laughs> I'm glad that you put this in a recording so that uh, so that he can listen to it later. Yeah, well, it's okay. <laughs> I-, I will make sure he knows how much I wished he was a girl. Uh, I'm kidding. Wonderful. Kidding. Kidding. I'm not going to be the, one of those dads. But no. Um, so his name will be Luke Theodore Schetzel. Luke, after the Star Wars character, not the uh, listener who listens every episode. <laughs> Look at you, Luke. Um, love you. Not that much. Uh, Theodore is my dad's name. And Schetzel, well, that's my last name. So he's kind of stuck what? with that. Yeah. <laughs> I had no yes. idea. Yes. So I am a little excited to have a boy because now the Schetzel name doesn't die with me. <laughs> 
because <laughs> I, I I'm literally the last shuttle. Gotcha. Well, I would have been. So now the pressure's on him. Ha ha. There you go. Uh, As and someone so who we... uh, has no intention of having kids, I I can't relate. But <laughs> I also have a big family, so <laughs> there you go. So I we did have a name for a girl, and I had mentioned it was going to be a Pokemon name. Mm-hmm. So I will say here that her name was going to be Evie Gray Evie. Schetzel. Evie, yeah, right. and it would have been spelled exactly the same way: E E V E E. Um, and so for a while we actually didn't even have a middle name and we were just coming up with so many different ones, but nothing just stuck. So then my wife just looked up common middle names or whatever. And gray was one of them. And I was like, it kind of sounds like it's a Pokemon title. So Evie gray, I play that. (laughs) (laughs) So that was going to be the female name. And before you ask, no, we're not going to try again. One kid done. So bam. Yes. Not to mention all the men in my family have a curse of having the same gendered kids. So I'm not going to tempt that fate. (laughs) Gotcha. Took me a second to understand, but now I understand. Yeah. All the men in the family have same gendered kids, except for the women who can have multiples. So it's a whole weird thing, but. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but other than that, uh, I did get some. I did get my new Megan Strucks, like I had mentioned in the last episode. I didn't nice. have them yet, so I got them all. I got the uh, Greninja versus Electabuzz set. Ooh! I gotta say, Electabuzz is probably my favorite out of the two. I can see that. Um, Greninja's cool. He's a lot more posable than a lot of the other figures, which I really like. I can see that too. So that's really cool. He's also got like these little. Uh, shuriken launchers on his underside of his arm which oh are, nice yeah so he can do that which is awesome and then i got the evolution set finally ah cool cool which cool. i had not mentioned i was getting you didn't mention last time but i think you had mentioned i think wasn't it wasn't it like literally your in your goals for 2020 it was my that? wife's goal for me right right so <laughs> exactly <laughs> So it was on the horizon. Exactly. And uh, I got it from GameStop. They had lowered the price from $59.99 to $49.99. And then I had a few GameStop coupons. Okay, cool. So I was able to get like $15 off. So I was like, okay, I can spend $35 on this. I don't mind. (laughs) And I got to say, like, the Evolutions, they're a lot bigger than I thought they'd be. Oh, really? Like, they're a decent size. I'm really impressed by them. Uh, it also came with an Eevee, and uh, comparing the old Eevee that they first released to the new Eevee, it's like night and day. Huh. It's like a lighter skin uh, color. <laughs> it's like Umbreon it's... and Espeon. I can't talk <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Espeon. <laughs> well, I would say more like Vaporeon and uh, Glaceon. I know what you mean by night and day yeah, with I'm, those two. I'm... I was making a very literal uh, analogy. Uh, yes. <laughs> but if you were to base the color blue to like their browns, like Vaporeon's a darker, Glaceon's a lighter. The old one's a more darker brown. This one here's a much lighter brown. I'm going to stick and... with my literal night and day <laughs> evolutions. <laughs> okay. I'll let you stick with that. 
<laughs> and so it's uh, the little tuff around its neck. The original one was just regular blocks. Uh-huh. This one here is like an actual rubbery piece that they give you. Oh, to, like, interesting. Put so it looks more realistic almost. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So I'll take a picture of the two back uh, next to each other and I'll mm-hmm. post it up on our social media when I can. Nice. Nice. Uh, I have a question for you. Sure. Is there a Ho-Oh Mega Constructs yet? No. Okay. So here's Uh-oh. what I propose. Mega Constructs, obviously you're listening. So mm-hmm. you can have this one for free. But mm-hmm. what I would like uh, as a Mega Constructs set and this would be expensive, so sorry, gang, um, would be two different sets. One would be Ho-Oh and one of the two Ecroteak Towers um, and probably a beast, one of the three beasts, and the other would be the other two beasts and the other Ecroteak Tower. So you'd have two sets, two towers, two legendary Pokemon each. Very expensive, but dope as heck. I could see that because you get like the old... The, the new tower, and then you get the burn tower. Yes. So put, like, the two uh, uh, legendary beasts with uh, the burn tower. Mm-hmm. And then Ho-Oh with the main tower. And then, I don't know, I feel like one more beast would be too much with that set. It probably would for, if you had two beasts with the burned tower, and then just Ho-Oh with the other tower, that would probably be a bit more equal. And mm-hmm. then you could probably do something... Maybe uh, I imagine either Suicune or Entei Entei. would be its own separate thing. Sorry, Raikou. No one's just ever given you a chance other than Kyle. Um, And uh, and so you could probably do a third set that would be something involving that last beast. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was just, uh, what was I playing or watching? Oh, well, duh. I was watching Pokemon Journeys. Um, And I was thinking like, uh, man, the the Ecrotique Towers would be really simple but cool uh, buildings to make and they're sort of i mean of of buildings in pokemon lore that span kind of all media they're they're one of the few sort of like iconic buildings across mm-hmm. all pokemon media you know what i mean yeah so, i mean they're in the games they're in the show they're in the movie like they're they're all over the place so yeah uh they'd be they'd See, be cool the only buildings they've ever really done is actually one and it's from uh the anime mm-hmm. it was the one that came with my gengar what building was that? It was uh, the building that Ash goes to to get a ghost type Pokemon where he gets. Oh Haunter. no way! Okay, cool. Yes, yeah. See, I I think there's a lot of stuff they could do um, with with buildings. I understand why they don't necessarily want to get into it, but yeah, um, I think there's cool stuff they could do. And I think as long as they made them strong enough references, mm-hmm. uh, I think people would would buy them. Yeah, they should have so, a Pokemon Center at least. That that feels like a huge oversight. Yeah. So if they were to do uh Entei I as like a solo figure mm-hmm. I could see them releasing him with like a couple of unknown mm-hmm. yeah that would be cool that would be and really just, cool and you just give them like little sticks to stand float on yeah yeah I'm into it so I got that I got those and then my dragon eye finally came in nice I'm gonna be honest I'm not the biggest fan of Dragonite just like set? general oh the set that doesn't yeah. surprise me i think um i don't know there's it, the thing about the mega constructs is i we've i think we've mentioned this it's hard to determine like what's going to work and what's not going to work until you have it sort of in your hands and you've built it and you kind of see what they've done well but some do 
feel like they would be easier to envision than others. Like, um, like, uh, shoot. Why oh, like Greninja. Like that seems like one I could sort of easily envision, mm-hmm. especially when you said it was more articulated than you had imagined. Like that mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Right. Yeah. Um, Dragonite's kind of bulky. <laughs> See, so is Venusaur, and Venusaur looks beautiful. That's true. That's true. That's but a good point. I think the problem is Dragonite was one of the more earlier sets. Uh huh. So it actually took me a while to finally get it. That's oh, kind of okay. I see. I yeah. see. So just looking at Dragonite, he's there's a lot of blocky piece. Like there's a few like his stomach alone just looks like there's a lot of like you could just tell there's a lot of bricks. Mm-hmm. There's at least like six pieces that could have been combined into just two pieces. And I think it would have made it look so much more smoother. Yeah. In my opinion. So, and then like his legs, like I love his legs. They're really nice. They actually give off more detail. And then his arms are just, eh, I got arms. Like, yeah, that's kind of Dragonite's arms though. (laughs) But I do like that his uh, head like you can actually tilt it mm-hmm. his mouth opens it's very nice um definitely i like it more than the charizard one because mm-hmm. the charizard i don't know i feel like they need to redo charizard in my opinion they might i would love it if they redid charizard cause it's just i don't know it just feels like it's lacking something they're clearly not opposed to redoing uh iconic ones if they have a reason to do it so yeah, I mean, so far the only one that they've redone is Gengar, just but that's just because the first one was a San Diego Comic Con well, exclusive. They've redone Gengar. There's a new Eevee, and they've done True. multiple versions of Pikachu. Yeah, so, still no female Pikachu. That's surprising. Yes, it is. Maybe Pik- uh maybe uh, uh, Lucha Pikachu, Pikachu, Pikachu Lucha, Ooh, Pikachu, Pikachu Libre, Libre. Thank you. I was like, why am I getting this wrong? Um, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, maybe they'll do something with that. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Uh, so what about you? Anything new? Not a ton. Um, I mean, I've been playing, I've been doing my raids in uh, the Isle of Armor, just to be sure. Um, Same. And we do have a, a brief piece of news with that. Um, yes. Uh, I meant to tell you. So oh, well, I already told you over text messages, but I didn't talk about it on the show. I finally got my Gigantamaxing Pikachu. Mm-hmm. You, you presented it to me in a very confusing way, and I don't know if it was on purpose. Or, well, or, I want to see if uh, you would what? notice at first. Oh, I noticed. Yeah. So <laughs> I uh, had gotten a – now, this is like a legal flying Pikachu that mm-hmm. I had gotten, and it was from a gift uh, from Black and White. Now – that being said, I also recently just got it uh, this year because there's a way to get the old mystery gifts from black and white and black two and white two. Mm-hmm. So there's still technically legal Pokemon that can transfer up. It's just you're just getting them at a much later time. Mm-hmm. So I had the Pikachu and I was like, how cool would it be if I had a Gigantamaxing flying Pikachu? Because I still needed to get a Gigantamaxing Pikachu mm-hmm. for my collection. And I was like, well, okay, well, let me just do it to this basic Pikachu that I have. And I'm like, wait, no. I have a flying Pikachu. Let me do it to that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'm like, ooh, now I just got to go get that surfing Pikachu from uh, uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. And then I'll have a Gigantamaxing surfing Pikachu. 
Well, here's the way that Kyle presented this to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. He sent me a text message with a screen grab of his Pikachu summary, right, from, from the game. Yeah. And all he said was, I got, <laughs> in, that exact, in that exact phrasing, I got a Gigantamaxing flying Pikachu. And so I received this screen grab, and I'm like, one of two things happened. Either this is an event Pokemon, and it it automatically Gigantamaxes upon transfer because it's an event Pikachu, or he or he you know souped it or something, mm-hmm. or Kyle got like a spoofed Pikachu and yeah. is really excited <laughs> to tell me about it. So I was like, well, how do I respond to this? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I just said like, is this an event? Pokemon, but because yeah. because it has the event ball. I mean, it has that red event ball, so it's really obvious. Yep. But I just was like, "Oh gosh, please, 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 like, don't let this be a spoofed Pokemon that he's excited about." Because I'm gonna have to no. judge him. <laughs> yeah, no, I I stay away from spoofed Pokemon. <laughs> Do we know is 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 um is surprise trade pretty much ruined forever, or is it have they done anything to to that, like? I, prevent it or address that i honestly don't know i don't really do surprise trade all that much i used to do Um, it a lot and then and then after um after it became widespread um just like spooftacular mm -hmm. i was like i guess i'm not gonna do this anymore like i don't want to ruin my own game and i don't want to end up getting like these like uh like manufactured weird pokemon and so i just had i've literally haven't done it since and i'm bummed about that because i had a lot of fun with it yeah, I mean, I haven't done it since I was hunting that Riolu, and mm-hmm. I just kept, like, spamming it for the Riolu. Um, no, I'm trying to think what else. I've been doing the GTS on Pokemon Home, because mm-hmm. I was trying to get some of the rare uh, Pokemon, and I actually have, like, a few spoofed Pokemon from, like, my X and Y days Yeah, that I just never did anything with. So I was like, well, you know what? See if anybody else wants these. So, like, I had, like, a Oh no! (laughs) So, I put into quotes like "shiny." I put, you know, as I'm saying this, "shiny Aaron." Yeah, I was like, okay, I know it's probably not a real, legit one. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't need this. So I put up on the GTS. I'm like, if anybody's got a Cub Fu, I'll trade you for this. Thinking, no, but nope. Okay, five minutes later, I got a Cub Fu. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. That's weird. So. But I got the Pokemon I want, and I don't have a spoof Pokemon anymore, so I'm okay with it. I feel like the only way they could actually address it or do anything with it would be to, like, sort of embrace it at the same time, where they basically said, like, okay, all you spoofers, go over here. Like, do your Mm -hmm. business over here (laughs) so that everybody else can go over here and you don't have to, like, pollute the pool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, But they're never going to do that because it would require them to actually sort of, like, soft endorse the practice mm-hmm. um which i wouldn't even necessarily want them to do so whatever it's not that important but i was just curious mm-hmm. oh and i also finally got a uh uh what is the uh legendary beast for sword for sword uh zama there i know they're zacian and yeah. zamazenta i think it's yeah zacian. i got i got the legendary for sword um, cause I had put up a, a shiny EV. That one I know was legit cause I actually did have that one mm-hmm. and I didn't need it. I, there's nothing I, I have been sitting on it for a while. I clearly I'm not going to use it. So mm-hmm. I just was like, okay, just give me a, 
I, give me the box legendary. I'll be happy Wait, with that. Somebody traded the box legendary for a shiny Eevee. Yeah. Shiny Eevee is like super easy to get. <laughs> I know. That's so weird. Yep. <laughs> that's. I mean, like with Go compatibility, that's one of the easiest shinies to to just have. <laughs> but I guess like if they don't already have it, exactly. I don't know how they would necessarily get it now. Um, that's fascinating. All right. Well, whatever. Yeah. So now I got the box legendary. I'm happy. There you go. So you were saying uh, about your stuff. Sorry, I totally cut you off. And That's I do all apologize. right. That's all right. I uh, I just I don't have a lot, so it's totally fine. Um, I uh, no, I've just been doing my raids. I was being a diligent uh, diligent member of the community and caring for everyone by doing as many <laughs> Zara Aura raids as possible. Still, Same. still don't know if it mattered uh, because I I still don't know if they ever clarified whether it was individual unique trainers or simply um number of defeats i'm guessing it was unique number of trainers i but, think so but i want to know that my work counted so i'm gonna say that it was just number of defeats to make myself feel better because uh, i did a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> um anywho so that was one thing and then the other thing really uh, the only other thing really of note because i've you know been doing little things here and there like popping into other games because i've I'm juggling like three different handheld games, just little mm-hmm. tiny bit by bit. Um, but uh, the only other thing is we had talked on our last episode about Pokemon Cafe Mix. At the time, they hadn't released a um, release date or they hadn't announced a release date. And then shortly after we recorded, um, they basically said like, hey, by the way, it's ready tomorrow. And everyone was <laughs> like, oh, uh, okay. So I got that. I've been playing it a little bit. I wanted to be able to talk about it. So um, nice. so I've been playing that. I think I'm like maybe like 25 to 29 recipes in. And I only say that because I know my next milestone is 30 and I haven't hit it yet. Um, I think, ba- okay, so basically the way that it works, because um, we struggled to sort of describe it last time, is you have... Um, basically a bunch of like Pokemon shuffle like icons, right? And mm-hmm. they're sort of dumped into, for lack of a better term, container. And you still have to match them up. But what you do is you pick which Pokemon you want to match up. You poke that Pokemon and then you drag it around the whole screen, trying to drag it over matches, right? And then you end up with this big, massy sort of chain of that Pokemon, which ends up pushing everything around, right? And so as you get used to it, you can kind of finesse it so that you cover the most amount of area with your long chain. And eventually, as you move forward, there are like obstacles that you can't get through unless you um, like create a big enough chain to cover as much ground as possible. And then with each recipe that you make, you get new Pokemon that come to your cafe and you get new helpers and staff. I think right now I have maybe like six staff members i have um evie charmander mincino snubble and two pikachu because there's one pikachu you get in the game and then there's one that was like i think it was like a four dollar downloadable like uh just a dlc basically um Mm -hmm. that was like a limited time sweets pikachu is what it's called so it's just like a different pikachu with a different outfit and i think it has like uh some special perks or something um it's fun it's a nice casual puzzle game if you're not into casual puzzle games already it's not gonna 
it's not going to grab you more than anything else would. So if you if you never got into Candy Crush, if you never got into Pokemon Shuffle or anything like that, this isn't going to catch you. Um, I posted my friend code for that game and have gotten zero friend requests. <laughs> so I don't expect that many people I know are playing it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not even playing it right yeah, now. Yeah, and that's and that's fine. It's um, I just I I wanted to make sure that that I gave it a shot. Um, mm-hmm. and that we could at least sort of address it a little bit. It's it's fun if you're into that thing, is, is probably where I would, would put it. It's not going to convince anybody who's not already into it. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. It's cute. It's super uh-huh. cute. I love the art style. I would love to see the art style appear in some other way, even if just in, like, merchandise. Nice. It's. I mean, if nothing else, go on the eShop and look at the art for, for the game because it's, it's very, very, very adorable. Oh, uh, so I totally forgot. I got a shiny Volcarona. Oh, just like naturally? How'd that happen? I was doing a raid. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I joined somebody's raid, and uh, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, cool, Volcarona. I love that Pokemon. Let me go try and get it. Yeah. And I it shows up. It sparkles. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's a shiny Volcarona. Nice. Now, here's That's the problem. I hadn't gotten the Volcarona yet, so I couldn't use a repeat ball. <laughs> oh and no! It was during, and it was during the day, so and I you could only use get, a dust ball, right? And you only get one shot. <laughs> I'm like, and you know what I used? I used my master ball. Oh damn! Okay. I mean, here's the thing: like, they have to this point not given us any reason to use the master ball. Exactly. So I, I that's it's fine. Like, there's no with, reason not to. <laughs> with the usage of like the quick ball, I mean. If you get if you find a roaming Pokemon, I'm just gonna throw the quick ball at it. If it doesn't work, I'm gonna hunt it down again, and I'm just gonna keep doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna worry about the Master Ball. I'm just gonna constantly keep using the quick ball. Um, now back in older games when the quick ball didn't exist, Master Ball had a good intention for that. So for now, though, I'm like quick ball everything if I can, dust ball it if I can, but most importantly, quick ball. Yeah. Let's um, just uh, let's hope that uh, hope that the Crown Tundra doesn't have something that's got like a ridiculously low catch rate. <laughs> I'm sure, but you know what? I will continue at it with everything I've got. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I I was like super stoked uh, when we finally defeated. I was like, oh thank goodness we defeated it. Okay. So like I just sat there and I'm like, what ball do I? I could go for just the basic mm-hmm. Ultra Ball. I could use a Net Ball because it's technically a Bug type. I'm like. Uh, but none of them were a guaranteed shot. I'm like, you know right. what? Just go for the master ball. It's worth it. It's a shiny Volcarona. You love Volcarona. It's worth it. <laughs> there you go. This episode mm-hmm. brought to you by Volcarona. Yeah. And then I also noticed uh, if you go into uh, the dojo mm-hmm. and you go talk to Mustard, he's playing the Switch. He he's is. He's playing Pokemon Quest. Yeah. Well, I love it. He's he yeah he's he's uh he's he's definitely playing a switch and it's funny because he's playing the switch in the way that I have in so many like so many times which is just like super casually with the the joy cons in either hand mm-hmm. <laughs> so I get it I feel it it's uh it's good but uh yeah no that's awesome mm-hmm. well speaking of raids and speaking of the games and game news we have two very very brief things we want to mention. 
um, because they were referenced at least in our last episode. Yes. The first being the Chinese era aura uh, yeah. raids. They did hit a million. In fact, they hit 1.4 million. Um, so uh, we weren't really sure if that was going to be too high of a goal uh, based on just how many people might be playing um, at any given point, how long the game's been out. Yeah. Um, how many active raiders there might be, but it looks like that was no problem. Happy to see that because it means they can do similar events in the future. And I was sort of brought over to the side of understanding and, and sort of getting where it would be applied in this way. So um, I'm happy that that succeeded. I would have been really bummed if it didn't, not just because we wouldn't have gotten our shiny Zera aura, but because um, they would have had to drastically tweak the way that they do that type of raid. So oh. uh, beginning on June 29th is when you'll be able to get that shiny Zera aura and it will be delivered to Pokemon Home, yes. which is weird because when they said it, they said mystery gift. And I know that Pokemon Home has a mystery gift feature, but I was expecting that mystery gift to be um, sort yeah. of more traditional. Although it makes sense because they wanted you to use Pokemon Home. So whatever. Yes. Which, again, you don't even need to, like, buy Pokemon Home. You just need to download the cell phone yeah. app, which, again, free. You don't even need yeah. to buy, like, so as like, you just got, like, a open spot for at least 10 Pokemon. So use that and then transfer it into your game. You're well, you up. don't even need it on the phone. You just need to do the Switch one, um, I think, I, should suffice, right? I don't or think can you, you can not do, receive no, you mystery need, gifts? You can only do mystery gifts through the phone app. Oh, that's an oversight. It's not really an oversight, but... It's just it's, how they get uh, more people to download the app. I know. I know. It's yes. uh, silly. Um, but I did pull up the tweet that they made, and it mm -hmm. says, over a million of you have defeated Zara Aura. Oh, I know. I know exactly so, how they worded it. <laughs> okay. 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 I was just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I still, given, given some of their stumbles in the past, as far as True. like getting a particular number of people, mm -hmm. um, and just like, this is not Pokemon related, but just knowing how other like large crowd necessary campaigns have counted things as far mm -hmm. as like votes or whatever. Um, think of your American idols or your survivor fan votes or your big brother twists or whatever. Like those two numbers can mean the same thing if they need them to. <laughs> True. Okay. So, I mean, I would love I would love for it that to be the case, for it to be 1.4 individual users. And for all intents and purposes, it is. I mean, there's no reason to believe it is not. Yeah. Um, that's great. So, let's yeah, let's roll with that. Mm -hmm. And then they also did say, don't stop now. Greater rewards await if more trainers come out victorious in this max raid battle. Whoa, what up, stretch goals? Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we'll find out uh june 29th mm -hmm. uh once their aura comes out which uh for us is I think tomorrow it'll be yesterday if you're listening to or no two days ago if you're listening to this on yes. the day of release yes for us it'll be tomorrow because we're recording on sunday so time yeah. travel Ooh. Ooh. and then the other thing that was announced um we referenced that there would be an announcement uh, the week prior to when we record, the week after we recorded the last. Um, and they announced another Pokemon game called Pokemon Unite. Um, mm -hmm. And we don't have a ton of details about this, but this is basically a five-on-five -five online um, battling game. Uh, yeah. Strategy battling game. Uh, it's I, I saw it compared to a game called Paladins, which I haven't played, um, but is a game that I think I would enjoy. And then... And I'm 
more excited because now it is a property I already enjoy. So I will definitely be getting this if only to just like poke around and see what it is. It's a free to start game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think generally a free to play. Like I think it has longevity even if you never pay anything. Um, and given the fact that it's free, I'm pretty sure I can rope at least four friends um, into getting it so that we can at least try and see how that works. Yeah. Um, from I'll... your reaction, it sounds like you won't be one of the people I can rope into doing it. No, no. <laughs> um, I'll give it a shot. I'm intrigued yeah. to see how it plays out. Uh, I think I was just mostly just disappointed with like, because, you know, they said that they'd have more news the next week and the next week shows up. And I did the stupid thing of building up hype inside my head. Ooh, is it going to be Let's Y'all. Go Johto? Is it going to be Diamond and Pearl remakes? Y'all, y'all, if you've learned <laughs> nothing from me on this podcast, <laughs> it should be how to calibrate your expectations. <laughs> because let me tell you this, and I, I, I can't back this up with anything because we didn't talk about this on the podcast. But believe, if, if you know my track record, you can believe this. I definitely never expected like the next entry of the Pokemon series to be announced like a mere week after the Pokemon presents. Like that's going to be a big, yeah. I think that's going to be a bigger thing. So yeah, my but expectations also, were low, but you all know that they typically are. <laughs> yeah. But I was also kind of like, okay, did this really deserve its own episode or like its own presents? Um, that's the thing that's so hard with this format, right? Like yeah. the, the thing about the directs or I guess now in Pokemon's case, the presents yeah, um, is is like there's like I, I understand why people get excited right because mm-hmm. if you're going to announce that you are announcing something that feels significant you know it almost would have it almost would have served them to just drop this announcement without announcing that they were going to announce it um and 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 i i really do genuinely believe like folks should keep their expectations lower not because i'm a pessimist but because right. i think that that fan hype frequently results in like just um like uh, expectations that are way too high mm-hmm. and if 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 that didn't result so frequently in like like toxic responses then i wouldn't care but it it unfortunately too frequently results in like toxic responses so like i'm going to keep advocating for people to like keep their expectations at like a healthy level and then we'll all be fine <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um but i i i, I get why people get get excited because mm-hmm. why announce you're going to announce something if it's not something anybody was necessarily expecting or looking forward to, or, you know, had any familiarity with. So I, yeah. I get it. I get it. So that being said, I will still check it out. Um, I'm not going to like hold all this disappointment I had towards the game itself. Um, I, I By now I'm over it. The day of, I was a little disappointed, but now I'm over it. <laughs> I'll, I'll check out the game. I'll, I'm excited to see what it is. I do hope that they actually add more Pokemon to the game than just yeah, did what they, they already have. Yeah, did they announce how many there were going to be, or did they just show... I mean, I know they showed a variety, but I don't know... As far as I know, they, I think it was only just the 10. I will say this, though. It's got to be more than 10. I mean, if they're doing a 5-on-5, there has to be more than 10, 10 Pokemon. I would I imagine. Was, yeah, um, I can take a quick look if you want. There's got to be at least 18, right? At least 18. Um, I will say, though, I was pleasantly surprised to see Talonflame as part of the list. Oh, I love Talonflame. Um, let's see, Pokemon. 
I was so excited to play the Isle of Armor and catch my little Fletchender. Uh, hmm. So good, so good. It only like half counts, I think, because it's it's you know it's it's got a fire type. But as far as like my er, as far as like early bird Pokemon go, I think that's my favorite. You know, it's funny. I was just replaying uh, my Shield game because I started up a new file on my Switch so I could mm-hmm. you know play a new game because I wanted to do Isle of Armor earlier. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, all yeah, the levels are actually lower too, and everything. Yeah. So I was going to do that, and it the game literally starts off like when it gets to your house, like it shows a fletchling, uh, weather vane, and I'm like, it's not even in the region. <laughs> <laughs> it is now, baby. Let's <laughs> yeah. uh, see, Pokemon. I'm still trying to find it. Uh, trying to figure out how many how many Pokemon are in Pokemon unite um if you if anybody out there has played a game similar to it if it is in fact like paladins and you are familiar with paladins let us know or like send us something that would give us a better idea of how this version might work um like what your speculation or sort of like what the translation might be from a similar game into a pokemon format um it's entirely possible that it won't won't be unique to pokemon um like super unique to Pokemon, uh, kind of like Pokemon Conquest was built on a type of game that already existed, and they just sort of like plopped Pokemon characters and their abilities into it. Um, maybe this will just be like that, but let us know. Let us know. We're clearly not very familiar with the genre. Um, I will say this though, like from just based off of what we've seen in the trailer, um, we've seen like you know the three Cantonian starters, mm-hmm. uh, Snorlax. I saw Shuki; she was very excited. Yes, of course. Um, Lucario. Fletch. Unsurprising. Yes. Um, and what I thought was kind of cool was like, you know, you start off as like your base Pokemon and then you evolve throughout the battle. Which was kind of cool. Um, yeah. I do like that uh, cross platform. Oh, nice. Love that. So like someone on Switch can also be playing like I could be playing on Switch. You'd be playing on your uh, cell phone and we could still be in the same battle. Nice. I do like that. That's good. That's a good yeah. thing for them to experiment with. Not that there's like a ton of cross-platform stuff that needs to happen with Pokemon stuff because it's a Nintendo property, but mm-hmm. uh, phone is an arena that they've dabbled in, so I'm happy to see that they're continuing that relationship. Yeah. So. But, uh, cool. Yeah. Well, we are 40 minutes in, and I believe we, full transparency, said <laughs> we'll mention Pokemon Unite briefly. <laughs> so let's power through into our main discussion, and because I... Th- you know, because we've already um, chatted for a while, let me propose something. Okay. Uh, we have six episodes to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a very brief, like, friends style description of each one. I noticed that. Let me do the friend style for three at a time, and then we'll talk about kind of all three. Okay. together in as organized a fashion as we normally would but that way we're not going recap discussion recap discussion recap discussion blah blah blah, blah. yeah back and good. forth back and forth okay so today despite the tweet that i will uh, own up to that said six through 12 we're actually talking about seven through 12 we already talked about episode six so um we're talking pokemon journeys if you haven't watched pokemon journeys you really should turn us off and go watch it because yes. it's very good we said that on our last episode, and we mean it. Um, mm-hmm. We care more that you are watching the show, like 
in as this sounds so dumb, but like in as pure a format as possible because it's full of fun stuff that you might not expect. And we feel like you should experience that mm-hmm. um, and then turn us back on and listen. So if you, if you haven't watched, go do that. Otherwise we're going full spoiler, baby. Okay. <laughs> so uh, episode seven, the one where they battle in the flute cup and we get a pretty cool matchup between Ash and Mr. Mime and Pikachu versus a character named Hodge and Hariyama and Mightyena. Mm-hmm. Episode eight is the one with the Piplup and Krogunk in the iceberg race. Plus we get a team rocket appearance. And episode nine is the one where they look for Ho-Oh and there is a flashback to the beginning of Ash's journey. Um, so those three, I guess just like right off the bat of those three, which of them was your favorite? Uh, honestly, seven and nine were my favorites. I, I wasn't a big, a fan of eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I love seven just because we really got to see Mr. Mime in action. Yes. Something I, we haven't seen maybe since his first appearance. Yes. Episode seven isn't one of my favorite episodes, but it has some of my favorite stuff in it purely mm-hmm. from Mr. Mime. And I love, I will say, I love how like they kind of reference the detective Pikachu, Mr. Mime with the way Mr. Mime kept looking. Mm-hmm. He yeah. Did, like that is- serious look. Yep, this is, we mentioned, so one thing that we talked in in depth about in our first uh, batch discussion is that this show is very, very obviously the Pokemon anime series post-Pokemon Go and Detective Pikachu. It's very Mm -hmm. obviously affected by a number of of properties, including um, Pokemon Quest. Like there's little references to quest in there too. So mm-hmm. it's such a, it's an interesting meta property. Uh, and I love that for it. You're totally right though. Mr. Mime kills this episode. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. And like he, they use Mr. Mime up against the Hariyama, which makes sense because Hariyama is uh-huh. a fighting type and destroys Hariyama. But then the guy sends out Mighty N and Mr. Mime's like, nope, I'm done. I know. <laughs> that was so funny, especially because he does his like little look too. So you're like, oh shoot, like he's about to go even harder. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, nah. I'm good. Which is funny because yes, Mr. Mime's a psychic type, but Mr. Mime is also a fairy type, which could take out a dark type. But nonetheless, I still thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was good. And I I like the fact that it took place in Hoenn. Yeah. So this is the thing that's so cool about the series, right? Like they, we saw this a little bit on sort of a more micro scale with um, sun and moon, this idea that, instead of just constantly journeying forward, there's sort of a base of operations. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they go on longer quests or they go on those journeys, but ultimately like there's a home base um, mm-hmm. and we see that home base over and over and over. And Pokemon Journeys has has continued that, but they've blown it up into I have a home base and the entire world is where we journey to. Mm-hmm. So they do these episodes like this one where they're like, oh, there's this cool thing happening. Let's go to Hoenn. <laughs> like, all yeah. right, let's do it. Yeah, let's just go. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so I love that. Mm-hmm. The way this battle ends is very, very cool. Um, I've said in the past that my favorite Ash is competent Ash. Mm-hmm. And aside from um, only really one moment in these first dozen episodes, uh, for the most part, Ash, because he's I've 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 argued this, he's not really the main character of Journeys. Um, most of what we've gotten as far as Ash content is competent um Ash. It's it's sort of like this mix of the heart and the feeling and the gut that we're used to from Ash, but typically without a lot of the like bumbling doofusy Ash. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm here for that Ash. I like that Ash. 20 some years later, that's the only Ash I really am interested in seeing. Yeah, I can agree. So I'm happy I'm happy we got that. The end of this battle just proves that. Um the fact that he literally just like catapults Pikachu back onto the field is amazing. I mm-hmm. love that. It's so cool, so cool. Yeah. Um, um and then Hop actually catches uh three Wurmples in this episode. And <laughs> you just called like, him Hop. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. Go. Sorry. But that's funny. No, but that's funny though because I they're they're obviously not the same character, but there are certainly some parallels in at least the way that their relationship between Ash and Go is. So yeah, Again, that's kind of a funny funny misstep. I I've been it. replaying the game, so I yeah, that. No, for sure, for yeah. sure. <laughs> so Go catches uh, three Wormples at the end, and he's like, "Yeah, I you know I just wanted to catch a." Uh, uh, three because I know that you can't really determine what they're going to evolve into. So I, I wanted to make sure I covered my bases and that yeah. does come up in a later episode in this six. Yeah. yeah. This, this show does a very good job of, of being very obviously a full series. I mean, it's not the first one to do that. Sun and moon definitely did that. I haven't watched X and Y, but it sounds like X and Y was very good at that too. Yeah. Um, just referencing even just little things to make it very obvious that like, this episode simply cannot exist in a vacuum. Yeah. And, um, and I he, love that. This is also like really starting to see like him catching every Pokemon he can. It's no joke. I yeah. mean, he he very much represents the type of gaming. I mean, Pokemon has literally always been like, got to catch them all, right? Like that's mm-hmm. been their, their motto. Um, but, you know, even in the games, there's like a, a certain limitation to that or a certain difficulty to that that... Um, can be intimidating mm-hmm. pokemon go kind of introduced this idea that like well we're gonna re- we're gonna remove one barrier to entry which is the battling aspect um and then go really represents that entirely like he very rarely battles pokemon and whether you agree with that or not like it's very clearly meant to to mm-hmm. reflect a newer type of fan um and a newer wave in pokemon's history which is totally fair 20 some years later you know yeah. So it's it's a cool thing to see. I love I love thinking about what this show represents. I think it's so cool um, because it's so different than what we've gotten in certain degrees, and and it's similar in other degrees. Um, but it's just a fascinating fascinating property. Um, we don't have to talk forever about the Piplup and Krogunk one because it sounds like you weren't super into that one. Yeah. I liked it though because I like um, I like race episodes like mm-hmm. <laughs> i think competitions oh, yeah, that so like cool. that are really fun and i think piplup was um just incredible i think this might be the episode where i laughed the most like i think it's it's very much like a comedic uh oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> so i like that a lot i do think it's um i i was thinking about this i i think this episode would be better without team rocket and i mm-hmm. think this series might be better without team rocket and um, not like the whole Pokemon anime, but specifically Pokemon Journeys. And I wrestle with that because Team Rocket has obviously been such a big part of the show that there's something that would feel weird just not having them. But at the same time, I think if you presented Pokemon Journeys to me and gave me these 12 episodes and didn't have Jesse and James in it, I think it would take me a long time to notice. <laughs> oh yeah, there's been a, like I think it started in X and Y. They started cutting down on Jesse and James. Mm-hmm. Because like before, like us doing our Ash bashes, I've noticed like they're in every episode. Yep. And yep. There's been like a few times like I'll be watching uh 
the anime, I'm like, oh, hey, no Team Rockets this episode. Awesome. And it takes me to like maybe like near the end of the episode. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess there was no Team Rocket. And some of those episodes without Team Rocket are actually some of my favorites. Well, and here's the thing. This isn't like just a, a straight up knock on Team Rocket. Oh, yeah. It's no, more, no, no. It's, yeah, yeah. And I know you're on the same page as me for sure. Um, I think it's more a knock on a particular tendency or pattern to like use an element of a TV show as a crutch or like a necessary component mm-hmm. when it's not entirely necessary. And so like you end up watering down not just the full episode, but the component itself. Team Rocket can be utilized in super cool ways. I'm thinking specifically uh, recently of like the I guess recently being like a few years ago. Um, the Sun and Moon episode where Team Rocket is in a competition with Team Skull for the Dark uh, Z-Crystal, mm-hmm. that used them really well, I thought. That was smart. Um, so if you're going to use them in ways that feel really smart or like unique to them, like if you're telling a story that's specific to them, especially 20-some years later when they are familiar characters and they don't need to be like mysterious adversaries like they kind of were in the Indigo League, um that to me makes more sense but if you're not going to create stories for them just kind of cut them out you know like i think that's totally fine it's sort of like the only thing i can liken it to is um like megazord battles in power rangers if you're not somebody who cares that much about megazord battles it's just the same thing over and over for the most part Mm -hmm. Um, and i think there are a lot of power rangers episodes because it's an adaptation where they could just cut it out and it would be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could probably tell a fuller, longer story with that. But there are some instances like the like the current Beast Morphers where those Megazord battles do something different and they're unique to that series. And so mm-hmm. then I welcome them. Or like Lightspeed Rescue is a good example. Mm-hmm. Where like those Zords are unique. So um, I don't know. I just, I'm wrestling with it because I, I don't dislike Jesse and James Um but I don't in these first 12 episodes, I don't really feel like they're utilized in a way that's necessary. Yeah. And I, I think this episode is is one that, that illustrates that and is kind of probably a little watered down as a result. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like the Ho-Oh episode a lot um, mm-hmm. just because I like Johto. I love anytime they go to Johto. Oh, uh, yeah. I like Ho-Oh. I like Ekertik City a lot. Uh, so mm-hmm. this was this was cool. I could see people maybe not being super into this one because not a ton happens, but it, it plays... It plays to you and me, especially. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I just want to say, like, these three episodes right here, like, you went to Hoenn, you went to Sinnoh, and then you went to Johto, which mm-hmm. I love. Because this is what I want to see. I want to see Ash going to visiting back to places that he's been to before and whatnot. And I, I appreciate the callback to him actually seeing Ho-Oh. And I love how the guy's like, yeah, no, you didn't see Ho-Oh. Like, yes, yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I know that's funny. Like regardless of the, like basically anytime he's mentioned it, which isn't that many times, everyone's like, no, yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. Cause uh, in I choose, doesn't that happen in I choose you too? Yep. I choose like, you. No, you didn't. And then there was an episode <laughs> in the Johto series where they actually met, where he finally realizes that it was Ho-Oh that he saw. Oh yeah. That does sound super familiar. You're right. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so that's, you know, again, Johto, mm-hmm. We love ourselves some Johto stuff. Yeah. And Very then I love- oh, um, what's his face? Go catches uh, a Mistrevis and a Stantler that are like guarding the tower. I thought mm-hmm. that was fun. Oh, and he also caught a Mantike in the last episode. Although he, yeah, he, he did. Um, Mantike is cute. Um, mm-hmm. 
It's a little weird that he caught that mischievous and Stantler though, because they were like protecting that tower. They're like guardians of the tower. And he just like, yeah. Him up. <laughs> yeah. He also caught a furret. When did he catch a furret? Oh, I'm sorry. Centret. Centret. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't catch that the first time for some reason. I don't know how I missed it. Maybe I was like refilling my drink or whatever, but uh, the, the centret pops up later in the like conservatory that they keep the Pokemon in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, when did you do that, bro? Uh, but this makes sense. So yes, they do a good job of, of um, really uh, showing him catch Pokemon without taking a ton of time away from the story they're telling. Exactly. Um, I agree really good this show's pacing is pretty incredible actually mm-hmm. uh, which is impressive for a long-standing serialized franchise that has at times been considered a little lazy so mm-hmm. um really impressed with the pacing of the show yeah all right the next three um episode 10 is the one where they go to dragonite island Episode 11 is the one where Chloe and Yamper save the lab from Gengar and your buddy Ren features, uh, I can't say heavily, but more than usual. Mm -hmm. Um, And episode 12 is the one where Lance and Leon battle and it ends in a cliffhanger (laughs) when a dreadnought Dynamaxes outside the stadium. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Imagine my chagrin at (laughs) finishing the first batch of episodes only to discover <laughs> it is a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, they went there. Maybe a little perfect, though, honestly, because mm-hmm. like when the next batch drops, there's like, wanna... right. There's like a cliff. It's like that. Um, It's like the end of a series or beginning of hiatus cliffhanger, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're doing it properly, like you make people come back. Exactly. Um, and I know that wasn't the intent here, but I wonder if they knew like, well, we could drop the first 12 and then we have a cliffhanger. Or if that just was pure coincidence um, and and beautiful luck on yeah. their part. I have no idea. Yeah. So which one was your favorite out of the three? My favorite? Oh, this is hard because I think je- like overall, I think I liked seven through nine better than I liked 10 through 12. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't dislike these three. I-, I can tell you my least favorite is episode 12, the one where Lance and Leon battle. Okay. Um, it's a it's a cool episode. Um, but it is almost entirely their battle and for a battle between, um, two of the greatest trainers in the world, I Mm kind of didn't think it was that exciting of a battle. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. Um, so that was my least favorite. Uh, choosing between the two is hard because they both had things I liked and didn't like. I guess I'm going to go with Dragonite Island just because I think it was, it was a fun location. Um, Dragonite is a fun Pokemon. It focused a lot on Dragonair. I'm not a big fan of Dragonair. I like Dratini and Dragonite a lot, but if it were up to me, I would just cut the middle evolution out of that. <laughs> um, so that, that one's probably my favorite. I like that one. And it had some cool stuff like uh, from like a meta perspective that mm-hmm. I enjoyed. So I think that one's probably my favorite of those three. What about you? So number 10, uh, Dragonite Island. That one... It's a good episode. I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, something happens in that episode. That I'm glad we actually got to see within the first batch of episodes and like didn't have to wait even longer for. What's that? Uh, Ash catching a Pokemon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That's so that's what's so interesting, right? Like mm-hmm. we we've mentioned it a bajillion times at this point, And I'm pretty sure you're on the same page with me about this. Even 12 episodes in that like. Ash is still really not the main character yet. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty much go. 
it's okay. Here's here's the better way to put it. Ash and Go are the main characters of the series. Like they are in every single episode. But the stories, if if you're gonna dig into sort of storytelling element, right? Which not everybody has to do, and not everybody's interested in. But if you're going to, the stories are told from Go's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, when when you are told how to feel about something, you're told how to feel about it through Go's eyes. Mm-hmm. So when you have the the battle, like Ash is the one who battles in the flute cup. That episode is about Ash, but it's seen through Go's eyes. You're learning about battling through Go, and you're learning how to feel about battling through Go. Um, and so that's what I think, like, if people don't understand why we keep saying it's it's about Go, that's why. Um, we're learning things as an audience through Go's, like, perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Um to the point where, yeah, you're right. Ash doesn't catch anything until episode 10. Yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, he, what's funny is like, honestly, I, I talked extensively in our first batch, and I'm not going to do that again, about how if you are a first-time watcher and you pick this series up first, it can stand on its own. Yep. And you would never know. Uh, I mean, and you'd have to live under a rock, right? But you, you'd you never know that Ash had any adventures before this. Because Except- you have to be able to... Uh, well, you, you off, except for episode nine, where he does reference the ho oh. Well, so, I have an answer for that because I knew you'd bring it up. Yay! You, you you know you know that he has had adventures, but you they don't connect to anything because all he says in that is at the beginning of my adventure. So you don't know what that is. But if you're a first time watcher, you're likely to to think, okay, well maybe that will be addressed again. And if it doesn't get addressed again, you might be frustrated, but you still, it doesn't tell you anything about Ash's accomplishments. It doesn't tell you anything about Ash's journey. So -hmm. like just seeing that scene tells you he has a history, but it doesn't tell you he's a champion. It doesn't tell you he has, God, how many badges at this point? Uh, 24? No, God, that's bad. 38? uh, 30, I don't know, 48? Whatever. You know, it doesn't tell you any of that stuff. So I still I still think if you're a first-time watcher, this series stands entirely on its own. But what's interesting is I think the fact that Ash doesn't catch any Pokemon until episode 10 <clears throat> is actually the biggest piece of evidence that he's had a long journey to this point. Because Go's catching Pokemon after Pokemon after Pokemon after Pokemon after Pokemon, mm-hmm. and Ash to this point has one partner and seemingly has no interest in catching any Pokemon whatsoever. Um, and if you're like, wh- if you're watching it for the first time, you're probably asking like, why does Ash never catch any Pokemon? You know? Um, and I think the easiest way to answer that question is, well, you don't know this, but he already has a bunch of Pokemon. If you are going to connect this series to everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Again, inside the series, they've literally never referenced the fact that, the fact that Ash has ever caught anything else. Um, which I still think is fascinating because mm-hmm. in Sun and Moon, they they Sun and Moon is is again I, because I haven't watched everything. Um, Sun and Moon is the best example I can think of that illustrates this point. Ash, by other characters and on his own, references his own journeys and his own experiences, mm-hmm. where he says, "I've done that before," or "I've seen that before," or you know whatever the case may be. I'm pretty sure doesn't he reference that he had a Charizard? In he Sun references his uh, 30 Tauros in the go. very first episode of Sun and Moon. Beautiful he, example, yes. right? Like those types of things in the first 12 episodes, 
still don't exist. So yes, we get a flashback to the Ho-Oh incident, but try to imagine that you never watched the Indigo League. You have no idea that that's connecting back to anything else. So it's it's fascinating to me that they've still, it's still fascinating to me. And I'm still curious as to when they will eventually drop a an actual like in-universe direct connection back to something Ash has done. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's so weird to me. Yeah. But cause... I think I do think that episode 10 is the best example. Although what's funny is even in episode 10, um, he and this is careful, everything they do with Ash is super careful. But he says, I want to see a Dragonite. That's exciting, or whatever. And it's like, well, if 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 we're if we're connecting everything, like you have seen Dragonite before, uh, multiple times, actually. I just don't think he's seen one in the wild. Yeah, yeah, he has. I mean, he's seen a trainer's Dragonite. If the movies are connected, he's seen the gigantic Dragonite. You know, like he's he's seen them. Yeah. Um, it, and again, like like I said last time, I'm not making a firm argument that this right. is absolutely not connected. I just think it's fascinated the way they're treating it. Oh, yeah, Where definitely. it could go either way, mm-hmm. which is exactly what they've done with Pokemon Go and exactly what they did with Pokemon Let's Go. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like a it's a nice low stepping stone for people to get into something. Uh, it's it's you know what it is. It's um, it's 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 removing a barrier of entry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, you could easily point to this and say like, you know what? Like, there's a huge history of the anime, but if you were gonna jump in at any point, you could jump in at the beginning of any season. This might be one of the easiest because it's it's you know it's not going to make tons of references. It's not you're not going to feel left out necessarily. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's maybe that's the best way to describe it is it's just got such a low barrier of entry, um, with, you know, a couple exceptions, yeah. <laughs> like the ho flashback that could be confusing if it's never brought up again. Yeah. And um, there's the even an Ash never catches Pokemon that could be confusing. <laughs> yeah. And there's actually a thing in episode 12 that I'll get into about, uh, why this may actually be what you're thinking. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, Sure. Overall, my favorite episode out of the three is going to be episode 11, only for one particular reason. <laughs> I can't imagine what it is. <laughs> yes. Uh, Francois, the Magnemite. Yes. So Ren does, in fact, actually have a Magnemite, and it's mm-hmm. nicknamed Francois. So I'm putting out there a fan theory that he got, f- or that either Ren or he got the Magnemite from Kalos. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. So either Ren's from Kalos or he got his Magnemite from Kalos because since Kalos is based off of uh, France, it would make sense yeah. that he got his Magnemite from there. I think Ren, Ren, I think fits into sort of like a Kalos vibe. You know, I could yeah. see it. He also kind of looks a transfer. like, uh, <laughs> he also looks like uh, what's his name that traveled with Ash. Um, it's a taller version. Clement? Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's a taller um, Clement. Yeah, that yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Ren is a time displaced Clement. There you go. <laughs> a fan theory. Yes. <laughs> um yeah, and no, it's What's that? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, he doesn't just have a Magnemite t shirt, he has a Magnemite. And did you catch his wallpaper on his computer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also a Magnemite. Yes. Yeah, no, he's he's fun. Um, Ren is my spirit animal. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a character that represents you so specifically. Yes. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> um I it's it's I'm surprised that this series specifically Journeys doesn't have more nicknamed Pokemon. And I can't describe why that is, but I'm just surprised. Um I know the series in general tends to not do a ton of nicknamed Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of it, it's it's usually like single episode characters or short arc characters that have nicknamed Pokemon, right? Or if there's like dupes like uh, Sparky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, for some reason, I was expecting it more from this series. I don't know why, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's really the only one, I think. Yeah. Yamper doesn't even have a nickname. No. Um, but we did actually get more uh, backstory for uh, Chloe. Yeah. Yeah, that episode... And yeah, that episode. Oh yes, yes. Okay, two things about that episode. That episode was interesting because it's um, it's an interesting episode for a kids' TV show um, from a couple perspectives. One, I like that it's a kid who doesn't know what she wants to do when she grows up. Um, I feel like that's probably relatable for some kids, and I think mm-hmm. it's cool to include those types of things. I think, I think it's okay to have like existential questions in kids shows. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think kids have existential questions, and and adults don't don't uh, don't like humor that enough. Um, and that's kind of what Chloe's having as a ten year old is like, what do I want to do when I grow up? Everybody thinks I'm going to do this, and I don't want to do that. Um, and so I like that part of it, but it's interesting because much of the episode is literally just like. Chloe, who we don't know much about, and her mom, who we've never seen before, having a conversation. Like, that's what most of the episode is. And then you have this B story to make sure that there's some action, right? Mm -hmm. And then connects back to the A story Mm -hmm. about Gengar haunting the lab, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They make make Gengar as menacing as Gengar deserves to be. Yeah, and now, remind me if I'm wrong, but they actually make Gengar, like, actual size of what it's supposed to be, right? Um, they make Gengar pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's how Gengar's supposed to be. But like in its first appearance in the anime, it's a lot smaller. Yeah. Gengar is too small in the original anime, but I will say with like ghost Pokemon, I tend to mind less, um, Mm -hmm. just because they can do kind of whatever they want. Um, but for the sake of precedent, yeah, I, I would prefer they make Gengar the proper size. Yeah. So (laughs) cause it's huge. Yeah. I was, so was Clefable. Um, yes, it is. Well, they're yes. about they're they're about the same size. You might you might wonder. <laughs> One might just be a shadow. You never know. Huh, interesting. Yeah. So, I thought that was kind of uh, cool that they actually got the size correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that for sure. Mm-hmm. And they made it so menacing. Like it's funny, Gengar. Gengar is, you know, there, there's there's no bad Pokemon like as much as you as much as some people will argue like dark is like the bad pokemon they're not or like no. ghosts are the bad pokemon. they're not ghosts and dark pokemon just tend to be more mischievous or they have different attitudes right exactly um and this gengar they make menacing in a mischievous way um that isn't like it's not cute it's like annoying like he's annoying the the lab and he's mm-hmm. like causing problems for the lab yeah. um and i like that i think it's fun but he's not evil you know yeah no I uh I do happen to know a little bit of where that goes, but I so I I won't speculate because I don't want to poison that. But I do too. Um, but I'm excited for they they very obviously 
uh, allude to the fact that we'll see Gengar again because the episode ends with Gengar. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm excited to see it all play out because I know a little bit about what happens. I just don't know how. So I'm, yeah. I'm pumped. And then I think it was uh, the end of this episode that goes uh, Wormples finally evolved. Oh, yeah. Was that this one? I guess it would have to be, huh? I think it was this one or it was the beginning of the next one. Either way, they evolve and they all evolve into Cascoons. <laughs> Which we all could have seen coming. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not Cascoons specifically, but he says like three times up to this point, like, I got three of them so that I would get both. And you're like, okay, they're all going to go the same way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do like that it was Cascoon, though, because that's, uh, I don't mm-hmm. For some reason, that's funnier to me. Oh, yeah. All right. And then we get the Lance and Leon battle, um, Mm -hmm. which I think is a very cool idea. And there were cool moments for it. Um, I was actually quite surprised that it was pretty much the whole episode and pleasantly surprised because I think this show so far has done a good job not um, falling into a trap of having every episode have, you know, this part, this part and this part. Mm and and so you have battles or bleh, you have episodes that are devoted to battles and then you have episodes that have no battles. And I think that's smart. Um, so I like that this is literally just like this is the one where Lance and Leon battle. Mm-hmm. I just wish the battle had been a little bit more exciting. I think <laughs> one thing that the show, not specifically Journeys, but just the show um, sometimes does is like be too literal about the origins of the battle in like the roots of the game. Mm -hmm. And like, if I'm watching the TV show, I don't care if you're taking turns. Like, (laughs) I don't care if like Mm -hmm. Pokemon are like waiting to get hit like that. That's not that exciting to watch. So like, just go all out in my opinion. That's why we like watching Ash. Yes, that's exactly that. Exactly. Ash breaks the rules. That's why that's why our commentaries are called Ash Bashes, because we can simultaneously like yell at him for breaking rules and praise him for breaking rules. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's the perfect mix of things that Ash does, which is be frustrating and awesome at the same time. So I wish that this battle had broken rules a little bit more um, because you do have two of the greatest trainers in the world. Um but I, I get why they were doing it. This is one of the first major battles of this of the season, aside from Ashes. Um, it's in a very formal setting. Um, the, the catalyst for this, because we haven't mentioned it, is that Go and Ash get tickets to see um, this Lance versus Leon battle, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember after we talked about Detective Pikachu, I remember us talking about wanting this to be a more standard, and, and actually in our Sword and Shield discussion, um, this to be a more standard version of what gym battles and league battles are like, right? Like they're, they're spectator sports almost. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I love that this show has embraced that. I love that a lot. What did you think of the battle though? I feel like I've gone on uh, a little too long about I how it was all right. <laughs> uh, again, there was like nothing special about it. I mean, he had a shiny Gyarados. He had a Charizard. One of these should have won and it didn't. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I think that's another reason why I was like a little underwhelmed because if you're going to have, again, we're full spoilers mode, so get over it. Yeah. If you're going to have Charizard beat Gyarados, do it in a way that's like really spectacular. Make a spectacle. I will give it that. Yeah. I mean, I expected that though. Yeah. Um, 
So like that wasn't a surprise necessarily. And and so I think if you're going to prove that Leon, who's a new character, is better than Lance, who has been considered like the best for a long time, mm-hmm. then I think Leon needs to do things that are that are absolutely stunning. And I guess the I guess what the show is trying to tell us is that Gigantamax is the stunning thing. Um and that's fair. It's just something we're used to at this point. So I wish that he had done a little bit more with it. Yeah. So, so that's all. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm undercutting it way too much. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal that those two battled. Yes. So I will say this, and this is just me nitpicking. And obviously you can also explain it as that this, you know, the creators and the writers, they're not fully embracing the full lore, but they're, you know, doing the whole undertone thing. Yeah. Um, Ash knows Lance. I was going to ask you about that. (laughs) Ash knows Lance. Ash has seen the shiny Charizard before with Lance. (laughs) Well, and right, exactly. And so here's the thing. And so I've been paying such close attention to Ash in an annoying way. Like Mm -hmm. listeners are probably so over me right now. But (laughs) if you watch the way, and this is the thing that's so fascinating about Go being like a true main character and being the one that we learn things through, if you watch Ash's reactions, I don't think that he denies knowing Lance. Right. I don't think that he, I think you could, I think you, if you wanted to to acknowledge the lore, could say like, well, he never said he did know Lance, but he also never reacted like he didn't. Like mm-hmm. he's only ever excited, right? So like, Go is always the one to be like, whoa, it's shiny. And then Ash is just like, that's exciting. Or that's so cool. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I don't remember his specific reaction in that moment, but they're always so careful. So I don't know. Like, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. Cause you're right. They could have very, I think in sun and moon, you would have had the sort of like, know it all Ash that was in sun and moon, not in an annoying way, but like they frequently referenced him to be like, Ash, you know a little bit about this, right? Why don't you tell the class? Um, in Sun and Moon, he absolutely would have been like, I've met Lance. He's so cool. Or like, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting that he doesn't. And then the other interesting thing is, um, why wasn't Ash invited to this big tournament thing? He's a champion. I know. I thought about that too. I was like, when they first introduced it, when they first said that this was going to be like a... Um, basically a tournament of champions. I don't think they describe it or they don't call it that, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, Oh, okay. This is the moment. This is where it's going to be a reveal to the audience, but also to go because go doesn't really know what Ash has been up to. They weren't friends. Right. They just know each other. Cause they live in, or they don't even live in the same town. No. Um, they only they know each other from that. Them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They would recognize each other at the very least um, or at the most rather. But I thought that was going to be the moment where Ash was going to be like, oh, yeah, I was invited to that. And then you would have had the the funny anime moment where everybody's like, huh? And then like falls over. Um, that's I 100% expected that. And I was like, well, there, here it is. Like, this is going to be it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. theoretically should have been now, invited, even if he didn't qualify for the final eight. I but wanna... I, they did describe how the, the, the choosing was, right? Didn't they? There's like a one-off line about how they um they looked into each trainer's like history and record and they selected the top 8 or something yeah. like that and i want now 
yeah, you could go off that and be like, okay, well, maybe Ash didn't just fully make the top eight. He just became champion. Right. And, he's they, lost champion. and you could even say, like, maybe they did the selection before he became champion. Yeah, that's so, viable, too. So there's multiple th- reasons you could go off this. But maybe had he just said, man, I wish they had invited me. Yeah. Or yeah, Leon. Or he could have been, like, in the episode, he's like, he wants to face Leon. Uh, and it, I was waiting for him to be like, Leon, I'm a champion too. Face me, you know? Or, you know, if they had a, if they had a character, it, it's hard because mm-hmm. there are no characters in this main cast that know Ash from before, like really know Ash, right? Like yeah. they even have a whole new professor and a whole new staff. Mm-hmm. So you don't have Professor Oak present. You don't have Misty present. You don't have his mom present. Mm-hmm. But you could have had a moment where that could have been ambiguous, but a nod even, right? Like more than what we got, but not a full-blown direct thing where a character that knows Ash could say like, weren't you invited to that? And then Ash could do the embarrassed, like, I don't want to talk about it type of thing. Or, oh, yeah. no, like, I, you know, I would never. I mean. I wouldn't stand a chance or something like some sort of like nod to the fact that he could have been invited or was invited or was considered or something. I was expecting something Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm really surprised, really, really surprised that we got no, no illusion whatsoever to the fact that he's a champion. Yeah. You know what? I will say this. Let's wait and see what happens when they do go to Alola. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to be the, the, the true sort of, test i think because we've been almost everywhere else right if not mm-hmm. everywhere else have we been yeah. to kalos yet we haven't been to kalos um we haven't been to unova yet oh good call good call i forgot about unova how dare i yeah and i would love it if they actually went like i know we went to dragonite island but i'm just gonna say this i right. want dragonite island to be part of the orange island yes world. i'm so glad you said it yes <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to... At this point, 12 episodes in, like, how long can they wait before they make a direct in-show mm-hmm. connection between Ash and something that happened in the past? Yeah, because, like, I, for what I see is they go to Alola and someone goes, hey, champion, you know, because yeah. I, I would assume everybody in Alola would know who their first champion is. You would think. And so, like... You would think. <laughs> yeah, you would think. So, what if, like, you know, they're just walking down the street or something like that, and someone goes, hey, what's up, champion? You know, just, that's... They nicknamed him that. And then uh, Go goes, what, why are they calling you champion? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm the champion of this league. And he's like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, well, I didn't want anybody to treat me any differently. Yeah, you, I mean, there's a, there's so many ways you could handle it. It's yeah. a number, like a number of degrees. You could do the embarrassed thing, like, oh, I, it was no big deal, or something weirdly yeah. humble. Like, or I you could do that, to... where it's like a, an easy sort of write-off, and then they just move forward. Or you could tie it into the story, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you could kind of have it any way that you want it. Um, and I'm just, I'm so fascinated to see at what point they finally, if at all, like, what if what if they just don't go to Alola? I mean, I, I think they will, but like, what yeah. if they just don't? <laughs> like, I feel like Alola will be one of the last places they go to since we were literally just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I, and I'm fine with that too. We yeah. just got a big, healthy dose of uh, Alola. It's not really, it's not really exactly. nostalgia attached to that yet. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you look at the only three places we haven't been to, are the last three places he was. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And uh, man, who I'm interested. No spoilers or anything, but I do believe he does go to Unova soon. 
That makes sense. I, I, so I had a coworker who watched this. She's, um, she's from Japan. And so she was, I may have mentioned this. She was watching them as they were airing and she would occasionally mention things. So like I knew, spoiler alert, I knew that, uh, he got a Dragonite, whatever. Yep. Not really. Spoiler alert. I, there's a lot of stuff, Kyle, well, and I know that we're not I, mentioning cause we're trying to be spoiler free on the show at least. Yeah. But Twitter is like crazy. I know. Full of I know. And then there's stuff I yeah there's stuff I know simply from Twitter, um, which I have a I, you know I have less control over. Um, but even when she would be telling me things, I would I would <laughs> this is terrible, but I would like I would engage, but I would also try to not listen too much to the details. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's like a couple things I know, but the the stuff that uh, I was more easily able to forget was like places he went or interactions he had. It's really hard for me not to know what Pokemon he has. So I know like, I know a lot <laughs> about spoilers. Ash doesn't just catch a Dragonite. He catches other things too. Yes. <laughs> Which we all expect. So not a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have no idea when we're going to get our next batch of episodes, um, but I can't wait. I think the show is spectacular so far. Um, I've had so little to complain about and I don't think any episode has been bad. Like, I don't think there's been a single boring episode. There are episodes that are a little bit weaker or have elements that I don't like, but I really don't think there's been a bad or boring episode. Um, Even the ones I would consider weaker, like Ivysaur Tower or the Piplup and Krogunk one or Lance and Leon even Mm -hmm. have stuff that's absolutely fascinating. I think they're funny. I think the animation is really good. Um, I I can understand if people don't love the design or the character models or whatever, but I think I mentioned this last time, like you simply can't argue with the quality of animation. It's smooth. um, It's applied properly. uh, It's consistent. So it's good. Pokemon journeys is good. If you haven't watched it and you're listening to this, I'm mad at you because we've, we've told you a bajillion times to Mm -hmm. go watch it. Speaking of, we asked a question and got one response, which means either no one's listening to us or no one's watching this show, and I don't like either of those. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we asked, uh, what are your favorite episodes and moments from Pokemon Journeys so far? What are your overall impressions to this point? Um, and we got one answer that didn't really answer the question, but did talk about something they were really excited about, which I can appreciate, um, and something you and I don't typically talk about, so it's yeah. nice to add a new dimension mm-hmm. uh, to the discussion. So... Um, the Nickelodeon fan club at Black Lives Matter or hashtag Black Lives Matter at the Nick fan club says, I love that Tara came back. You could hear the Bulbasaur in Yamper that we got Megan Holland's head back and she had left before the dubcast overhaul even happened. And of course, Wayne Grayson back is Lance. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, Kyle and I don't dig into the production details all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we've talked about voice actors a little bit because it's hard not to with Pokemon. Um, but we didn't talk about the production of the show. So thank you, uh, the Nick fan club for, uh, adding that dimension to this episode. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I honestly, I didn't even know that the voice of Lance actually came back from his original appearance. So I thought that was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, I, that's really very, very cool, uh, that they got some of those, those folks back. You Mm -hmm. know what I loved about the Lance Leon thing? Hmm. When they're, I mean, when they're standing right in front of each other, um, especially at the end and the beginning of their battle where they're at the middle of the stadium, it really highlights how far the design of Pokemon has come. 
mm-hmm. because you look at Lance, who's like very much a representation of the original Pokemon Sugimori style, mm-hmm. right? Character models and stuff. And then you look at Leon and he's very much a representation of where Pokemon is right now. Yeah. Which is sort of like campy, um, dare I say over-designed, but I think in a fun way, um, much more sort of like uh, almost like bubbly design. Um, and it's interesting to see them next to each other. One yeah. sort of very serious and classic and the other um, more more bubbly and modern. It's, I just thought it was a cool, cool image, the two of them standing in front of each other. Yeah. Oh, uh, I forgot to mention uh, all the lines that Lance said are direct quotes from the, his in-game appearances. Oh, you know what? I had, I didn't, I didn't like consciously process that, but there was like, as I, you know, during that battle, I was just like, oh, this is kind of speaking to what I was just talking about. I was like, this is so classic, like old school mm-hmm. vibe. And that, that would explain exactly why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. This show is doing such cool things. It is. I like it. I like Pokemon, guys. Did you know that? You're just a fan of Pokemon. Yeah. I think it's I, neat. I think it's I think it's the bee's knees. The bees, it's swell. It's the Beedrill's knees. The Beedrill's knees. And Beedrill does have knees. It does. I have a mega truck with bees with knees. Uh, anything else about those twelve episodes, or shall we say farewell? Um if you haven't watched them, go watch them. They're amazing. Retweet. (laughs) Well, thanks everyone for joining us on this part two of our adventure, our journey, dare I say, uh, into the Pokemon Journeys series on Victory Road. For information on episodes and contests or to give us feedback on the show, be sure to find the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. And if there's something in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the podcast, let us know. Until next time, we're headed back to the Pokemon Center to stare at a wall until the next batch of episodes comes out, I guess. Bye. I'm going to go get me a Francois. A Francois. I thought you were going to say French toast, and I was very excited. But Francois, even better. <laughs> I got a French toast donut. Oh. I need breakfast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>